0: This is Channel 253 Sports.
1: This is Leave You Bird, head coach of the Kitsap Pumas. You're listening to the Flounders B-Team Podcast. In
0: 2004, 30 years after the birth of the Seattle Sounders, a crack podcasting unit was sent to prison by a federal court for a crime they didn't commit. These men and women promptly, well, eventually, escaped from a minimum security luxury prison camp to the Tacoma Underground. Today, still wanted by the Timbers Army for dropping trow in front of Jeldland, they survive as supporters of fortune. If you need a hot take, if no one else can help, and if you can find them, maybe you can hire the Flounders B-Team. Hey everybody, welcome to the Flounders B-Team podcast. This is the premiere. Soccer podcast in the South Sound area, specifically Tacoma and environs. And man, we got a great show for you today. It is Wednesday, April 4th, 2018, and uh, a lot of stuff has happened this week. Uh, we've got a little bit of a holding pattern, though, for uh, Sounders' schedule. Uh, we just played Montreal on the 31st, and boy, that was a lot of fun, huh? Huh, kids? Huh? Huh? It's Crickets in the studio. In studio, we've got a great panel for you today. We have. Ba, 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 ba. the epic return of the glorious kevin zamira how you doing my brother hi steve <laughs> 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 nobody's ever as excited as i am and i'm very disappointed and that's okay that's excited okay. to be here no i'm excited Absolutely. to be here Absolutely. all right Spring break i'm excited to be here all right the perennial co-host the illustrious the beautiful
2: tim hamilton how you doing brother Ah, I'm mean, I'm all right. Don't let my face fool you. I'm just wondering why my bo- my beverage is not clear like the rest <laughs> of yours. <laughs> well, there's a all little. I added was ice. There's a little bit of uh. What it is that's all you added was ice. You I had th- I bet in your that's ice cube tray.
0: N- no, no. Wait, it's the fluoride. No, in it's <laughs> the sh- shit. <laughs> flow right up seriously i have no idea right on and okay so we've got a couple <laughs> of other fantastic folks uh we hyped this up a little bit we have uh the coaching staff released uh, a good portion of the coaching staff from the kitsap sc pumas out Woo! of bremerton is that right you That's are in correct. bremerton okay great uh leave you bird head coach thanks for having me former analyst Illustrious background, many, many uh, experiences. Uh, we've got a lot of questions for you guys. And of course, goalkeeping coach, assistant coach, Shannon Matthews, fan of the show or friend of the show. Both. A fan uh, and friend
3: of the I'm, show. And like get to I sit th- next to Kevin. So. Yeah. Well, isn't that great? Isn't that <laughs> can great? I, can I jump in real quick? Like, you are sure. an official coach? Official? Yeah, I was, I was looking what on the website mean? and like uh, uh, the picture uh, uh, you have uh, uh, for this guy is like <laughs> half of his face. Uh, like,
2: wow! Can we that can we do it selfies? Can <laughs> we do <laughs> it? Can we
3: get like a real picture for yes, this guy so. on the website? That's the best that Google could provide. <laughs>
2: <laughs> 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 Shannon Matthews, peace on duck face. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> He's wearing it's like, like some a Facebook
1: some Sparta
3: shot. thing. He's no. giving a medal to a kid. He's got sunglasses. I kind of knew it was him. Looks like a few years ago.
1: Yeah, th- those sure. will be updated once we get our yeah. official uh, team photos. Well, it looks down. like okay. half okay. the guys at the last right. umpire camp I went to. <laughs>
4: <laughs> this thing started off well.
0: <laughs> so, hey, Shannon,
5: how are you, Tim? <laughs> hey, welcome All to right. the pod. You
4: want <laughs> to talk about <laughs> Tim? Yeah. Glad you're it. Thank you. We
0: have we have several topics this fine day. Um, so uh, let's just get her started. Uh, wait, uh, don't whoop, forget the dope, gentleman throwing dope. arrows. Uh, Kevin Samira, I think we talked about that cat.
2: Okay, Kevin's here, too. Yeah, Kevin,
0: I'm here. Kevin's I'm here. here. I yep. said hi. <laughs> yeah, he was like the first guy I talked to, the return of. um. So, topics for the day. We have um, Montreal, Uh, the 1-0 loss against Montreal. bum, 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 bum and uh we have a little bit of uh kind of roster churn at Akoya left s2 we've got uh, a couple other things yep. and a lot of a lot of question and doubt and uh kind of frustration from I think the fan base around what is or more pointedly is not happening with the roster right now uh, for the mothership uh then we'll cut into some more detailed conversation with our friends from Bremerton that are in studio today
1: get a feel i for live them. in bremerton shannon lives in who knows where sure <laughs> sure right, i'm t baby. <laughs> shannon's a man about <laughs> town <laughs> there's am uh, about to call it, baby. there's any baby. bridge 253 uh, there's no
0: bridge too tall uh anyway i think so, i'm the only
1: one of our coaches to live in bremerton for at least a couple of years oh that's cool Seems like we keep importing i don't know why it's why not why does nobody want to live in bremerton It's the been bremerton. Bremerton. well hmm Kitsap County, man, it's a lovely place. You know, what? actually, everybody it should stay away because the more people who come there, the worse it's going to get. So, yeah, stay away. It's terrible.
0: It's <laughs> a beautiful place, and it's actually got a little bit of a, a little bit of a tech hub uh, there. Uh, they got really good. Uh, Network connectivity for business down there. Uh, My internet is really fast. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. they got some good. uh, Are we doing like security uh, firms up there? Come to Bremerton. Come to Bremerton. Bremerton. Come to Bremerton.
1: That's our theme song for the season. MXPX. God, I miss punk rock. Man, I miss when when, punk rock was real. MXPX. Nice. Good shout out there. Yeah, move to Bremerton. Yeah, move to Bremerton.
3: I'm going to listen to that
1: tonight. Oh, yep. That's a good shout oh, that's definitely going on. Me too, on the drive though, home. We
4: were talking about Bremelos, though?
3: Bremelos. That
1: was MC yeah, Hammer. Mix-a-lot, wasn't Mc- it? No, Sir Mix-a-lot. You're right. Yeah, Sir Mix-a-lot. Mix-a-lot. He is from Bremerton, yep. by the way. Mm-hmm. I remember reading an Auburn, a story in the Seattle bad. Times a couple of years ago about somebody, some poor soul who got his old cell phone number when they went in and they, they no. started it. You know, they opened an account or whatever, and they got a, what they thought was a random number, and they kept getting texts from... <laughs> you know random women and what and up? these car dealers telling them oh yeah you want to come test drive this new like super expensive whatever car and and yeah just, and did that guy, guy go to craigslist yes. yeah
3: and did that guy go to craigslist and sell that number I, like i
1: think what ended up happening was he he said something about, oh i think i have this sir mixalot's old number and and he ended up they did the story and and the reporter asked Sir Mixel, I goes, Well do you have any advice for this this guy who's got your old cell phone number? He goes, Yeah. Um when people uh, start saying stuff that seems too good to be true, it probably is. You know, <laughs> stuff like, Hey come test drive this super expensive Tesla for you. Tesla or right. whatever hybrid it'll take you to the moon. Yeah. It's like
3: well, you know, probably too good to be true. I was like, gonna say something like hey when uh, Cindy calls you don't answer don't, <laughs> don't <laughs> answer. <laughs> it's
4: not my kid. It's
1: not my kid <laughs> I too.
3: Like Dow one nine hundred mix
1: a lot. <laughs> yes. yes. So Sir Mix a Lot, Bremerton's most famous son. All right, and it's nice. hard to beat them all. Yeah, yeah. It okay, is. no, it's not. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, uh, so Tim, you want to break down that first uh, uh, the the Montreal match a little bit? No, no, no. no. I know it's painful no, to watch. Well,
2: there's we were like, okay, but
3: there's the, like two key points, right? I yeah, absolutely. Like uh, the Sounders can't finish one. and the red cards. Uh
4: right? back that up though. Okay. Boop, boop. Why does New Who not start?
3: That's a
0: great question. Why is Waylon Francis starting in favor of New Who?
3: That's a really good question. Like So
4: I, I don't get that to start with. Yeah. Um and and second off second
3: off. Don't be afraid and
0: of And second Mike. of all. Um Sorry it's not going to bite you. <laughs> well,
4: you know. Uh, so I, I, I don't understand the New Who thing. And yep. then the Leardom card was a card. That's, oh, yeah. A red. Yeah, so of course I'm tired of reading all about that. It's not you. a red card. It's a red it's card.
3: It's a red card. It's a 1,000% red, yeah. <clears throat> red card. they're not like that, that it's a so red card. Why is so hard to sure. understand? Yeah, like uh, that was my beef too, right? People are getting all upset, like that was soft or blah blah blah. Like, what is his hand doing, doing going up his face? and slapping that other person? Yeah. Well, like I know it wasn't like the most violent thing you've ever seen in the world,
2: a... but no, he, he
3: was... here's my he knew, and the other player knew right away what happened. Oh yeah, they both were like red card and, and when he got the red card he's like yeah that was a red card there, there's, there's almost like a, a red card yeah time. I know there, I know there,
4: there's almost a point to where you look at teams and they're almost baiting this team 1,000
2: percent every team out there is baiting us now because yep. we, we have no self-control
3: yeah it's a good point
2: so Man. I think that So the red
0: card, yes. It was definitely yes. a red card. Mm-hmm. It was definitely not a slap. It was more of a gentle pat, but it's still oh. hands to the face, and it's a red card. Absolutely a red card. I'm not arguing
3: yeah. that. Well, the rule um, is that you, you, you have to measure the intent. Mm-hmm. Um, this is back from a while ago, so I don't know if it still stands, but I know the USSF gave directive back in like 08 or 09 when um, this all kind of popped up when, like, hands to the face or, like, contact above the shoulder started popping up a lot. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. USSF was like, no, just none, just none, none at all. But what we do want you to look for is intent. They had some acronym. I can't remember exactly what it was. It was something like FIRE or something like that that stood for something that the refs had to look for. And one of it was intent. Like, you know, you'll see a lot of times in Europe where players will touch each other's faces and it's kind of a greeting type thing and Mm -hmm. it's friendly.
2: Mm-hmm. Very, very friendly. I see players kissing each other on the cheek in this. No,
3: thing. no. But even um, – I can't remember if it was – I think it was last season. Um, Kaká got yeah. a red card, and right. he was joking around yeah. with another yeah. guy, Center back and they gave card. him a red for it and it completely <laughs> tone deaf yeah was exactly one of the most ridiculous
1: things I've seen in a while yeah
3: and he was but he was all over the guy's face yeah right now literally well, barely touches teammates. him
1: So it was Aurelian Colin wasn't yeah. it when yes he wherever he went to and they were and the guy was even like telling the ref like
3: yeah. no no like I didn't it, it, we're joking it's okay but, yeah. but isn't um, but Leardham's intent, yeah. was to smack him in the face. But
4: isn't the MLS still doing the the NBA Jordan rules in the sense that um, I watched the LAFC Galaxy game and the, the Zlatan Stewart game? Stuart Holden, his words were he was marginally offsides. I, oh, I, you took a exception that to that. I don't know what marginally. Wait, when? Offsides no. mean.
3: when was he marginally offsides? <laughs> Before though, the then? ball was played, he was offsides. But So he kind of moves towards it and then runs away. Well, yeah, That's he, what we're saying is offsides?
2: It, 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 Zlatan, no, he's still offsides. He, I didn't think he was. He was. He came way from an offside position but then yeah. stopped his so run. So Salah he, yeah, today was, was off,
1: marginally offsides. Kind
2: of
0: turned, Mo, most Salah. No. Salah, 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 Salah
1: today time. was offside. Okay. Yeah.
3: Marginally.
4: I don't no. think. No. I'm, what does I'm that okay mean? with Zlatan.
3: I'm okay with Laton not being offsides at any point in that whole play.
4: That's going to be the Zlatan rule, though. Yes. It, you are going to watch the Jordan rules of the NBA. Oh, 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 oh I see
3: what you're saying. I see what you're saying. It's I hope that, so. Dude, that, sure. Go if ahead. If you're going to score from 40 yards out, I just feel bad for
4: Tyler. Wow. Tyler was just knee buckled. Where the hell yeah, was he? The whole time.
5: Rule
3: number he's
4: number doing, rule. He was where he was supposed to be. Really? Oh, Of course. Off his line. I don't feel 40 bad for now? him.
1: Uh, you got you to gotta be able to. It's one of those things like when defenders get beat over the top and you're yeah. going, oh, well, he's just not fast enough. Well, if you're not fast enough, then read the ball and get behind yeah. it. Like Deliali like, is Yeah, the second that he starts, he starts his wind up, oh, I'm, take, I'm doing a drop yeah, step. I'm that's taking your three Q. steps back. Yeah, right that's away.
3: your cue to get sideways on and start dropping. Yeah. As soon as you see him put his head down and put his leg back like he's swinging, start dropping. Plus,
1: it's on He scored it, bicycle kicks from nearly the halfway line. Except, you right? got to expecting yes, except for, yeah. Tyler
4: is like, I've never seen
1: anybody I've really, to I've never 40 no, it. Tyler never played against us in the Open Cup, so the craziest thing that he's seen is... You know, it's uh, well, a couple of things...
2: My opinion, I I have I I do not have the ability to take free kicks, so I'm all if it's You're outside well, the eighteen. Oh hell no, you guys go. So do I. It. somebody <laughs> else go do it? <laughs> mm-hmm. So first thing, he was it was it was kind of wide, and we saw Fry get beat, you know, a couple years ago with a a mishit. So first thing there, and then he like half steps and stops to to argue a con, you know, a foul. So then he's not hustling back, and then three Zlatan does Zlatan things. Yeah, and, he does. Like you can't. Unless he had somebody else take the kick and or got back or just you know didn't argue that call and hustled back, and that's. I, and
4: I that's did not mean gonna, to, yeah. to turn that conversation into a Zlatan conversation. And I, <laughs> I think the conversation should <laughs> go Zlatan, Zlatan, Zlatan back to, did. To oh, Sounder. of course. <laughs> yeah. Watching LFC, get don't beep apologize beep was for than, being you. Uh, I, you I will in tell you this: I, I've never watched a more recreational direct play of the Sounders than I did against Montreal. They couldn't get off the left side. Mm. late in that game. Everything was on the left side, and it was zero intent to switch the ball.
3: Priest, keep going. Keep going. Because I, I thought they were... I thought the Sounders were okay. Like, Montreal's not great. No, Montre- Montreal then, was then, playing for and the draw okay? from yeah. day one. I thought Montreal was... But they're
4: okay? They're
3: okay. The they're not okay? terrible.
4: No, no, no. You said I thought the Sounders were okay. You went down a man
3: down a man down i thought man. they were playing okay down yeah. a man i you, thought yeah. they they created
2: I, chances you couldn't tell which team had 11 players because we were at their end mm-hmm. you know but it took a card
4: to get to that point okay yeah. new rule
2: Okay, start next game with 10 players. <laughs>
1: well, you know, yeah, yeah. sub in 11. Sub in, yeah. sub in when somebody gets a red card. Yeah. Then uh, You know, my, my theory is that 11 v 10 is really not that different than 11 v 11, even if yeah. you're the team with 10. Because if you think about the way that players are laid out on the field, you're always going to have, you're usually going to set yourself up to have a plus one in the back, right? Because mm-hmm. yes. you're playing maybe one center forward cool. against your two center backs. So if you take away one of your players... Right, then basically it just changes where that missed number is.
3: Well, that's a good point. And it always drove me nuts when you were up a man and you stayed four at the back. Yeah. Right. So do you make that change? Like
1: Uh it depends, right? I mean, if you're already up a goal, then what's you don't need to. And right? you might yeah. as well stay four at the back so you don't concede something on a silly counterattack. But mm. it, it, it this is the the great thing about soccer as compared to pretty much any other sport. I'm not an expert in any sport in particular, but uh, whenever players ask me questions or when someone asks me a question like, oh, would you do this? Always, always the correct answer is it depends.
3: Yeah, especially in soccer.
1: So yeah. uh, that's mm-hmm. – if if I say that at any point, it's really not meant to be a cop-out. But, right. You know, it's, mm-hmm. uh, no, it's legit. <laughs> it depends. <laughs> really legit. Mm-hmm. You know, it depends. It depends on 500 different things. Mm-hmm. There's so many little variables and so many things, and there's no – there's no manual in front of you saying, like, when this happens, this happens. When this happens, this happens. Okay, and I,
4: I think that's the beauty about the game is, is you could watch a session in soccer and go and and, and, and see it, and, and there's the question of why, why, why versus the NFL, NBA, baseball for that matter it's the same structure over, so and, set over pieces, and over the whole, and over and yeah. over and 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 what we do especially on the youth side and and for that matter with the the pumas is it's the data that you're perceiving it's, it has nothing to do with x or a equals b b equals c it's it's what do you see what do you perceive and what do you see in the future Mm-hmm. and then your decision-making. Score. And prioritizing. Well, prioritizing yeah. what you care about
3: over yep. other things. Yep. Like- okay, well, let me ask you a question then, and I don't want to put you in a bad spot. <laughs> Let's do this. <laughs> um, We're we leave, a bad leave spot. you a bad spot. No yeah. dun, dun, dun. So the Sounders are 0-3, haven't scored a goal, three red cards, one in each game. Like as coaches with – go. Um, Why and, did and Lamar prof- Nagel not, not see the Not a completely professional setting, but semi-professional setting.
1: Right, as professional as we can make it. Yeah, right.
3: You know? Um, you know, it it depends on a lot of things for sure. But where's your focus at right now with your team, if, if that's your situation? Well,
1: I mean, the thing that stands out is when you say zero oh, and three, three red cards, I and mean, yeah. you know, the three red cards is what stands. You're looking at one a game, so that's one that stands out for me. Is is the discipline? You know, it's the what's the environment that you're that you're going for? Do you you know who who's who's in charge of that? Because I think we've been in a situation as coaches before where no matter what you do, no matter what you say, players are gonna do what they're gonna do, and it's uh, sometimes silly things happen, sometimes stupid things happen. You hope that there's a, a senior player or two in the locker room who's gonna maybe grab somebody by the shirt collar and say, "Hey, what the hell's your problem? You're costing us games." Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, I don't know what their what the Sounders' internal structure is like in terms of. Um, you know, I've been on teams before where, hey, if you get a red card, no matter what, it's a fine of X amount of dollars. Or, you know, if if you you can, you know, for, for certain things like Luis Suarez in the World Cup, I think that was one of the smartest red cards <laughs> <Yeah>. ever. <laughs> you're high f- fiving oh, him
3: absolutely. for that Oh, yeah. absolutely. You know, he's Dempsey not paying Leardom? me. I'm
1: paying him for that one. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, but, right. uh, you know th- there's so so for me, that that's one thing that stands out. You know, um, the, the, the number, the only I'll go ahead and, and confess to this right <laughs> off the only sounders match that i have watched from minute 0 to minute 90 was the first game against lafc mm-hmm. um, the, the things that stand out for me are it's not that they can't attack i know they haven't scored goals but it's not like they don't have the personnel to score goals you know it's it's just ideas structures what's what's you know what's the plan um, and and that, I That's kind of what stands out to me.
4: I, I think the whole Jordan Morris knee injury, that absolutely deflated any plan that they had yeah. this year. No, and now they're now everyone's sitting there talking about Tam and Cam and Blam and whatever else <laughs> to use money on buying whatever MLS. Acquired. I researched that today. I got some so, numbers for you, for you, you later. Because I have no idea yeah, what I all have. that means. I got some numbers got for you later. Thoughts. But, but I, I'm sitting there like, okay, so the idea is to now go buy a Super Striker. Whoa. Well, if you do that. They
3: then, could, but. They could. They absolutely
0: could do that. They could do that. But that doesn't change any of the discipline issues. It doesn't change any of the uh, any of the at this point, I think there are apparent management issues that are. We've got some stuff going on because we got people that aren't happy. We got Francis walking off after being subbed. Because he was on the other side of the field, he just went straight to the locker room. We've got just but all these. But I don't know what that things. was. Though. I don't know what that. Nobody knows what that was. Yeah. Except, so I, hey, I, think,
4: I think what you have is, but, and you had this. You have you've had this from day one. Uh huh. You do not have a field general, and you do not have a manager that is willing to take control of the locker room. And 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 anyone that wants to argue this with me, fine. But nope, you're uh, right. Chelsea's in the same boat. He's Chelsea, in Kansas
2: City now.
3: Brad right. Evans. Yeah, good point.
4: Very good point. But he was his role that was taken away from him last year. His voice was taken away. He should have never left. He should have been given a a coaching spot. And, the one, the one
1: thing that I will I'm say for Ziggy, and I know people will lambast him for his tactics and, and uh-huh. the way they played and all that stuff, but yep, yep. Yeah. Ziggy is one of the best man managers, uh, absolutely. One man managing coaches in, in U.S. soccer history. Because if you're looking for someone to take control of a locker room, you're looking for someone to, I mean, he lets he lets players have their <laughs> kind of freedom as far as. Um, you know, when you get your big money, you get a Clint Dempsey, and you're not going to tell him that he's got to be on the same leash as an 18 year old homegrown player, obviously. But he 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 had. I I thought he always had really good control of the of the message of the the feeling. But not always. Not always. At the end of that 2015, Eddie Johnson. He's one of the. Siggy
3: Schmidt is one of the best coaches in U.S. soccer history. Absolutely, there's no question about
4: it. But but. Okay, then what? you're going to lump in Bruce Arena and the sure. same. It, yeah, of course but, you but, are. But, One time of the but, best. But this time is, moves this is on. Same, this is the same problem that time moves on. But those, right those now, are two of
1: the best retrading. man managers
2: in yeah. U.S. soccer history. They, yeah. yeah, they all had well, moments. I mean, yeah. exact like saying time. that. Ziggy time moves on still, but or Arena is still you know, I, you I would not say still no, I, I didn't say
1: still same, I said historically
4: Ziggy turned around and said we're sliding in Zlatan <laughs> God yes
1: yeah he
0: did I I here's the plan the boys yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> there's this, this thing that and if you think about
0: pass it to that guy back when
1: back when Arena was, was when the Galaxy was winning MLS Cup every single year for who right. kind of knows what there were right, years right. where they would start in the basement and then at the end of the season they were lifting uh-huh. the trophy it seemed like there would be a moment in in July or August, when Bruce Arena would walk into the locker room before training and go, "All right, boys, season starts today." Yeah, and then that was it for the rest of the year. They were automatic. How do you do that? How do you get if you're not one of the best man managers? You know, I mean, there, or does, does a that certain...
4: speak or does that speak to the level of the MLS?
1: Uh, it, a it, little bit, maybe. Sure. Yeah, sure. well, it does because yeah. it, you can't do that in any other league. No. in the world. But
3: no. that's changing. Not. That's changing. That that won't always be the case. Because I hope of, not. I hope no, not. it I I won't. It won't. You uh, like if you look at the salary structure. There's no way that's going to be the case. Moving I wish forward. I could tell the future. Tam is becoming far
1: more lucrative than coaching.
3: Tam centers. is becoming way more important. Yeah, like it's going to start really to is. separate teams. At time. what
1: point does does all this MLS monopoly money stop being important and tactical acumen and, and what? When, when does that start? bringing teams into the league. Uh, When does oh, when, when a, does when well, does stuff like that start becoming important? Name that's a league. Question. Name a league
3: where money tactics count. is more important <laughs> than money.
1: It, it goes hand in hand I think uh, there's not Syria
3: S2 <laughs> Juventus man they spend a ton of money
1: yeah Juve's yeah, but and but, Napoli's fallen off uh, if you think about uh, I don't know if there's a league means oh Champions League <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh, that's a good but, answer. But that's a that's, good answer. That's
1: because everybody's on equal footing sure. right? and you get they the all whole, have to then, say then you get the MLS money. argument about oh well parity and the difference is No, no, that no but I that's what I'm saying In MLS argument. that's going away. The, the difference is that in MLS the parity I think it, it waters things down. It gets yeah. it, instead of bringing everybody up mm-hmm. and, and saying here here are the bottom two or three whatever we're going to drag them up to the level of everybody else. Instead it takes those handful of clubs that are very ambitious that want to spend that have owners that are like i love soccer i want to spend my entire life savings on it and they yeah, have millions and billions of, yep. and it takes them and it drags them down to the level of guys who are like ah this is a hobby i don't really care about this mm-hmm. which obviously anybody who pours money into soccer in this country i have nothing but good things to say i'm, yep. just, I'm being hyperbolic i love your a point here yeah, yeah but- you are
2: kind of seeing that now with the separation between the the two or three teams on the west coast so far seattle is kind of third or fourth on that list but the two New York teams and Atlanta, they're starting to, to separate themselves from the Columbus's, from the Kansas sporting I, Kansas Cities, the Portland's,
4: I'd actually, Minnesota. I'd actually bring that back a little bit more and, and talk about Kitsap's owner. I mean, he's been around for how long? A long time.
1: He so, was
3: part of the, what, PDL ownership? So our, our owner,
1: Robin Waite, he was part owner of the USL Sounders. Sorry, sorry, um, USL. So back when... Um, when was it that he came on board? It was right before they went MLS. It was like 2000 it was in the 2000s I think. I honest I should know this but I don't. Um sorry Robin if you're listening. Um <laughs> no it, you know he was part owner of the USL Sounders and uh basically what ended up happening was the team went to MLS and the reason that we the way that our club started was he took those USL rights and moved them across the water to Kitsap County and the idea was that was back when the USL had 10 teams and they were all on the East Coast. And the idea was that once there was a West Coast division, we would kind of pop up and we had bounce back rights from PDL to USL that at any time we could say, okay, we're in and we wouldn't have to pay any extra or or whatever. Um, But obviously the landscape changed and I don't think it was quite as as lucrative uh, as we expected in terms of, I mean, if you're going to have a USL franchise, you're going to have to get a few thousand fans and offset the cost of travel, which is especially now that it's a nationwide league with however many teams. I mean, the travel costs are outrageous. Um, so instead what ended up happening is now we've just kind of shifted our focus to a more development based model, um, obviously still winning if we don't win i get fired so that's nobody wants that or at least i don't want that um well we could have another host on the show if you, <laughs> things don't <work> out. but <laughs> it's, a, it's a fairly low paying gig but yeah so i mean we want to whiskey <laughs> we want to win and, and look i love winning everybody you don't you don't get into this game you don't advance in this game if you don't love of winning. of course um but at the same time it, for me a lot of it is about development of players and helping guys move on we've had numbers large numbers of players who have moved on and brian meredith is still in mls he was in 2011 when we won the national championship he was our starting goalkeeper mm-hmm. um and he's back with the sounders now brian brian's a great guy good ambassador for the club as well mm-hmm. um and we have guys who he's probably our most highly high profile just because he's in mls but uh, we have others who go on to Professional leagues Mm -hmm. around the world.
0: He's in USL too. He uh, he just uh, Mm -hmm. had an appearance for uh, S two a couple weeks ago.
4: It's a great office if you have the opportunity to go over and you're in Bremerton. Go take a look. Uh, The history of the club, uh, the trophies and everything is in the office, and um, it's it's really. I've gotten the opportunity to go in the office a couple times, Um, and and he the club is 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 very rich in tradition and they promote it and it's neat to see.
1: This is our 10th season. Started in 2009. Awesome. This is the 10th season of existence and and I've been around since day 1 in a number of I started as a player. Um went away for a couple of years after I finished. Well, yeah. I, shannon's doing the air quotes i <laughs> sat on the bench <laughs> that's uh, a beat writer. so player no i did I, I sat on the bench it was it was very comfortable that can't uh, play coach right? <laughs> Oh, bum Something bum, bum, like bum. That it's true though I'm, I'm a much better coach than i ever was a player not that that's saying much because i was crap but anyway um no i mean I, i've been around since since day one and watching the club grow from this you know i was at that very first tryout the very first open tryout a bunch of random players show up and you kind of go what's this going to be like and now to see where the club has gone you know a national championship another national final move leagues we win the division right away in our Mm -hmm. new league good success in the open cup got to play against the sounders first team a couple times um you know it's it's been really fun to be a part of so it's for for a club at our level um it's hard to find sustained success and tradition kind of like this.
4: And I, I think that's very, very important in what you just said uh, in regards to what the Sounders are going through right now. The the lack of history or, or misdirection, not misdirection, but there, hmm. there's just not that feel of, of camaraderie. There's not that th- feel of,
5: of...
0: I think that's... I, I... It's hard to, it's hard to say because obviously we're not in the locker room. All we see is what's happening on the field. I think that sense of history, tradition, common cause, camaraderie, like you said, I think it's still there, but I think there's been a lot of personnel churn and that legacy, the only legacy player remaining on that team is Ozzy Alonso. And I think he's still pissed off. I
1: think it's difficult because he was going to gonna be traded?
0: Right. Yeah, be... The
1: last couple of years, to have protected. the success of the Sounders have had, and mm-hmm. arguably, um, you know, the, the playoff structure is interesting in MLS because you can have yeah. an average season and go on to be a champion, yep. which, you know, for better or worse, I think the Sounders got hot at the right time when they yep. won MLS Cup. Which yep. Fair play to them. you got to play the, the game that's in front of you, right? And they did it well. Um, I think... Coming into a season like this one, where you've gone to you won MLS Cup, you've gone to an MLS Cup final, and now you're sitting here going, there, there's not, it's really easy to slip into a sense of, I don't want to say entitlement. It's hard. It's hard for me to, to kind of say exact without being in the locker room what's going on, but yeah. it just seems like there's a, a sense of of. The, the D word is my my least favorite word we in the English language, this. I think. Deservedness, yeah. right? You don't deserve anything. Well, they backed into both. So, yeah, but, this, but they got there. So <laughs> okay. if you look at it and you go, yeah. hey, we did this and we did that, and the new players coming in are like, oh, I'm at this club. Now things are going to happen because I'm here. And it doesn't work that way. But then, no. you,
4: then you look at the dysfunction and you're like.
2: That's uh, the other D word.
1: And if you turn yeah. in, if you turn
0: it, I don't know, there's a piece of me, we, we, we try not to talk about our feelings too much on this show, uh, because we like the tag, we like what you folks bring as far as analysts, uh, analysis, but the feeling that, um, okay, good. The laptop's working. <sighs> Shoot. I lost my train of thought. Feelings. feelings. We're all about feelings here. The,
1: share your feelings. Yeah, share your me.
0: feelings, what we we're talking about. We we're talking about... Dysfunction. Uh, dysfunction, deserving... Oh, you were saying, uh, I'm going to show up at this club, and then things are going to happen for me. Well, no, the purpose is to bring you to the club so that you can help make things happen, right? And and kind of flipping that directive on its head. We're I think we're seeing a lot of young players like Francis, like uh, 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 Alfaro, like uh, others in that vein, who are expecting more than they're giving.
1: So, uh, great I question. tried to sign Tony Alfaro <laughs> to our club when he went to S2. When he got drafted that year, I was like, oh, come play for us. And then suddenly he got drafted, and I was like, never mind. Like, so <laughs> my,
3: I, don't, I don't know, because uh, my kids play in a tournament up at Starfire, and the Sounders happen to be training mm-hmm. at the exact same time and the soccer coach in me is like cool like, i'm going to watch like i want to watch of pictures, a training by the way
0: like yeah this is going to be so, so cool. much
3: fun small sided
4: game small sided game
3: yeah i mean it's it's there's no secret sauce going on no nope. definitely not which okay fair enough but what i would say is that um i see a bunch of guys joking and having fun together on the sidelines and there's i see a, r- a lot of people like a lot of the players walking off Happy to see fans, happy to take pictures, happy to stop and talk. I see a guy like Tony Alfaro, who had just gotten a red card in the game before, be the last player to leave the field. Like he's working on defensive drills. Like I'm sitting there as a coach. I remember you posting about that. Watching and just going, like, okay, like I feel like, okay, we're doing the right things. And it was before they um, had to travel down to Mexico and they got thumped, unfortunately. So. Obviously I, there's something going on. I, there's something going on. Hard
4: but hard my, my question but. to you will be
3: is is yes,
4: there's something going on. Yeah. But how many times have you been I've been there enough to where you watch <laughs> them walk off and you look at them and go
3: why aren't you sweating? But here's the deal. Here, here's here's where I'm here's where I'm going with this is does it really matter right now? What is the I know tempo I of know training? that fans are pissed off. But I know that. What is yeah. the tempo of training? But here's my thing. Here's my thing. 2014 Okay. Supporter Shield winners. Yep. They, I mean, they, they got off to, what I think they started like 2-2-1, two, two and one, which is probably one of their best starts to a season recently. <laughs> and they lost uh, to story. the LA Galaxy in the Western Conference Finals. 2015, they were a four seed. They lost in the Western Conference Semifinals. 2016, they were a four seed. By the way, in 2016, they had two three-game uh, loss streaks. Yep. And they had a streak where they lost three out of four and drew one of those. And they won the finals. So we're going to say that's probably their best season. Mm-hmm. But they had two three-game losing streaks and lost three out of four and drew one. And then in 2017, they had a three-game losing streak. And they were the two-seed and they lost in
1: the finals. Like Depends I, on I, how you define success. Because right, yeah. if you look at it, yeah. I remember in 2014, um, after they won the Supporters' Shield, and I remember DeAndre Edlin specifically saying, like, yeah. hey, we feel like we won the league. You know, yep. And, yep. and now he yep. plays in England where if you win the league, you win the league, right? Yeah. And then they're like, hey, we won the league. And to me, it's like, yeah, you guys won the league over 30, however many games, you're the best team. That, that to me is winning the league. And like Shannon said, I mean, they kind of backed into two MLS cup finals, but. I mean, how, how, it depends. How do you define success? I mean, what, for the fans, for the, the team, for the player, what do they consider to be successful? Is it being the best over 30 something games or it's like, it's like the Champions League, right? All these, the top managers in the world say, Oh, you need a bit of luck. You need luck to, it's not about who's the best all the time. It's about, you gotta have, you gotta be good, but you gotta have a little bit of luck. And you look at it and go, Were they just lucky? I mean, did they? Were they good and lucky at the right time? Or yes, because yeah. I mean, (laughs) look, if you win a league over thirty something games, no matter what people say about it, you can go well. Screw you. We won over thirty plus games. You can't say we weren't the best Mm because we beat everybody. Well, that's funny though. Like
3: twenty fourteen, they won the Sporter Shield. They had a four game losing streak that year. But what season do we look back on and go, "Oh, the Sounders were champs"? We look back on 2016, 2016. We look back on 2016. Nobody goes back to 2014 and goes, that that was our year. Yeah. We go back to 2016. And
0: we're not citing U.S. Open Cup years. So, we're not citing...
3: Yeah. So I feel like when you're talking about success... Yeah,
0: that's how we that's measure it I like, here in MLS.
3: Right now, I'm like, okay, yeah, the tempo of the training was average. I wish they would have done better in... CONCACAF Champions League. But what was I don't the think context? Anybody... That was the day before they traveled to Mexico,
5: right?
1: So yeah. Was it bust activation day? What are they trying to get out of that session? Right. Yeah. It Some it
4: in general, you can go to Starfire and, and watch a session, and you'll watch them walk off, and you're like, Yeah, was it recess?
3: Yeah. <laughs> it, it was not like, like Clinton, Roman, left early. Yeah, they were the first no, ones to take they're, pictures they're with my all daughter. Able to go. They were super nice and all took pictures with my kids. Oh, of they were course. so cool and about the whole run the thing. And they were the gauntlet and there's a ton yeah. of other kids. And yeah. and and, and, and but like nice practice is still going. Roman and Clint exactly. are leaving, and then like Roman Chad Marshall is on, goofing off on, on the sideline, and he couldn't have been nicer when he left. But but I think it's like, well, what's your definition of success? Well, I think in that locker room, it wasn't CCL. It's not the beginning of the season.
4: But before you get to success, you have to have work rate, work ethic, and, and, well, and work rate, win, work though. ethic. Win. Work rate Long and work season. ethic is is, on, is in the training ground. And, and sure. the, if you don't have those two, you don't have success.
2: I'm all for training hard, <laughs> but this freaking team needs to be wrapped in bubble wrap right now. <laughs> <laughs> <That's> <laughs> okay, so tourney, tourney, losing crap.
4: tourney was the biggest
0: thing. Who? Losing comp C- Oh, I got you. Oh, Dave Tenney. You. Yeah, yeah. Tenny. Tenney. Uh, yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah.
4: Trainer. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who is that? To Miami. Yeah, that, I, was, I, that was massive.
0: So do you think that that's having an impact on player health? Like significant I, I short-term term the impacts? i injury record. What's that? Check the injuries. Oh, yeah. We got hamstrings all over the place. I mean, we might as well be hanging them up in the meat locker. Yep.
1: Yeah. It's unreal. I I, th- I, think, I think Dave, Dave trial is going to be... We had a goddamn trialist get a hamstring. <laughs> exactly, right? <laughs> well, I... <laughs> We're about to sign a player. No, we're not. <laughs> yep, never mind. I, I think Dave is one of one of the best specialists in, in what he does in the entire country. And I think you see that in the fact that I assume this NBA team he went to is paying him a boatload of magic. money. Oh, yeah. We're seeing what magic. he did and go, hey, come do this for us. And by the way, we'll pay you way more. He and kept, there's only
2: five guys.
1: <laughs> he kept, he by kept the way, some <laughs> amazing, yeah.
0: fragile. He, he, he was amazing at keeping fragile players healthy. Yeah, and, and they
1: had, I mean, the Sounders have had their injury concerns over the years, but sure. I think if you look, it's it's going to happen to a certain extent, but at, at a certain point it stops becoming coincidence and starts becoming pattern and yep. starts becoming oh, yeah. history and, and it starts becoming, uh, you know, you got to examine your methodology and what you're doing. I, and I, I mean, I agree. It's Dave, a Dave Tenney's a big, of the off-season losses, I think he's That the, was guess, the biggest one. He's yep. the biggest. In se- so
2: in seasons past, we've had, uh, we've had, a smaller roster of of good players. I mean, we've had maybe 12, 13, 14 good players, and the rest are guys that we hope never see the field. So we've had to burn them to to the max. We've worn them out by the by the playoffs. And Ozzy goes out, and then we lose. So two thousand what sixteen? Uh, Ozzy is somewhat healthy to the end, but th- having these really slow starts, my problem is is you stop trying to get better, and you just start trying to win and and stay above water. So you you have the pedal down. You have no room for air, and you are burning everybody out. Now, we have a couple of extra bodies this year. We should have – this should have been our our pretty close to a treble where we can compete in Champions League because we
1: have all the the extra – salaries no mls show, team can compete against league MX. Well, not yet see, but uh, you know how we got uh, to the, we got
2: to the final last year did toronto just beat, beat club america 3-1 at home yes but to be we had it we had the effing most favorable ride to the final and we blew it just like uh, in the mls cup set 2017 we had uh, a houston team that that was playing with 10 guys both times we had a, a yeah. white caps team that had eleven guys on their side of the fifty. They weren't doing much offensively, and we we didn't score the first game. We still walked out of there, but I mean, so we had a clear path to MLS Cup. This one, we had a really good chance of getting to the finals. All we had to do was not wake the 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 dragon or whatever in in <laughs> Guadalajara. And you don't want to wake the dragon. I don't know, do you whatever you, I mean, whatever. You, I I thought we had a, a good path, but crap happens. We start dropping knees, hammies, ankles. Yeah. Uh
0: so and, what uh so looking forward to the fifteenth and K C uh moving this thing along, we are we're beating dead a dead horse, but let's make it a positive okay. and, and, and turn it around and say, Okay, Find what are what are what is for each of us, what is the one thing that we could do uh with this current squad to, uh, to well, no, okay. but if if you were if if you were in charge, king for a day, okay. what would you do? What one thing would you tweak that would help put us on a trajectory towards getting a point out of there?
2: Right. Before you start roster wise, uh, it does not look like uh, it doesn't look we're like we're definitely not getting Suarez. No, no. What? <laughs> Victor Chicharito is not happening. Thank you. <laughs> Rodriguez is not is not good to go. And then uh, Vic Rod's Kim not is happening. probably out yeah. until you know. What happened in to Vic Rod? Uh, don't
0: know. Fell off the face of the earth. I mean, uh, no, he he hurt himself somewhere. It's an injury, an but angle. yeah. Last year? Or, yeah. No, just or early in the early in preseason.
2: Training. Yeah. It just but it looks like damn. you know we don't know. I mean, I was talking to uh, we were talking to Nico yeah uh, before. And he said basically that Aussie should be in the 18 going into Kansas City whether okay. we use him or not. Yep. But that's 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 one of the major things that we need to get have, have going forward. We need a healthy Aussie. And we need a, I don't know if we need a happy Aussie. We, I'd rather have him pissed off than anything I, else. I don't know.
3: If I, two things. I would say um, focus on the game plan. Mm-hmm. L- like let's be disciplined. What is the game plan? I would say – but I, I would say it doesn't matter. I would say whatever the game plan is, be focused on it instead of saying let's be disciplined because I don't want them to think about the issues that they've had. So I, I would definitely right. focus on whatever that game plan is. Just focus on like, these three hole. things. Yeah. Let's let's do these three things <coughs> so very, very they, well. So I'm not going to talk about... So I, I don't know the, yet. No no no, 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 no. Whatever the no, plan no. is. Hold on, hold on. Hold on hold whatever on. the plan is. Yeah. Whatever the plan is, whatever Schmetzer is going to come up with, I would say focus on whatever the three things are for the day. Um, but then on top of it, Let's One of those three things would definitely be just defending right. Just making sure that we are 100% focused on how are we defending as a team. Because that way, if we're not giving up a goal, we always have a chance to win. And the longer that game goes 0-0, I honestly think the better it'll be. I do. I think if they just focus on some team tactics, if they focus on their defending, if they focus on making sure they're tactically right and together... The whole time, I think you start to build some discipline throughout. I think Dempsey knows what he did was stupid. He's probably going to do it again, but I think he knows what he did was stupid. <laughs> I think
4: I, 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 I think he he I, accepts the yeah. Leardum I
3: think knows what he did was stupid and and probably won't do it again. I agree. Right? So I think he's red card. In I bet five and he's and half contrite. Years. I bet he's contrite about the whole thing. Mm-hmm. I bet he's like, ah, absolutely. That was dumb. A stupid thing to do. I think everybody else on the team goes, okay, like like. I'm with you. Leave you. I hope some player went. Hey, we got to cut this shit out. <laughs> like, we have to stop doing this. Like
4: <laughs> as a like, coach, I, you I, hope that. The happens. problem is that I look at that team, and so I think I'm, if
3: you're king for a day, you just you, you focus on like do these three things right. Okay, and, and then that, the result will take care of itself. And I'm looking Shannon.
4: at that team, and I'm like, the only thing that you can bank on is a dude that's between the pipes.
3: Yeah, Stephen Fry is going to be great, but they bank on him too much, man. Yeah, absolutely Because there's do. no I think defending, there's no, much. Much. Well, there's no forward. There's no forward. So what are, you, what are you changing to make defending, that, to like, that Defending, the back four should be fine. The back four should be fine. It shouldn't be a huge issue. Even with him out, shouldn't be a huge issue. So do you start in New Who? Sure. Absolutely.
2: Not? Well, What do you do? I mean, Nuhu is on the left. Who do you put on the right? McCrary or Francis?
3: McCrary over Francis.
2: What would... Didn't because McQuarrie needs that, minutes. It doesn't matter a ton. We got with Jordan McQuarrie then.
3: Because it doesn't matter a
2: ton. Fisher's gone.
3: Yeah, go, go with McQuarrie. Uh, six and one, half a dozen in the other. It is right.
4: I I, I just I think there's a
3: Aussie and Roldan? You have to have Rodan in there. Oh,
2: yeah. right. Oh yeah yeah. Sorry that oh was like oh Lyrdan's out. So what do we do? Well we hell we could do a five like three center backs. You three, to, you can't. five, two, yeah. but you can't. The
1: last thing you want to do is go reinventing the wheel no. at the same No, well, that's what I'm you, saying. No, but no. you
4: can't. You, you can't have Marshall some, and you yeah. can't have uh, Torres. In Marshall three and Torres are your back. two center backs. I know,
3: but you can't have them as yeah. three. You know, who's your left back? When who's your <laughs> right back? Can you? Okay. Fry,
4: Fry be like yeah, back. <laughs> oh, Actually, you know what? talking about.
3: I go, go, and Gustav, and I would put Roll Dan as your attacking center mid just because he's probably one of their best players at those second-line runs. And he can run and get in behind, and he will lead an attack, and he will work his ass off. And in lieu of some player that's
1: going to be your vocal leader, he can be some sort of, like, physical leader. I remember watching Christian at UW and thinking that he was already better than most MLS midfielders. And sure. I mean, I've gotten to know him pretty well through various different avenues, and Christian's a friend of mine, but... Uh, he. I think, like I said, I, I thought even when he was at UW that he was one of the one of the best midfielders that I'd seen in a while. Uh, with MLS prospects and, um, fun fact: first goal that Christian Roldan scored for the Seattle Sounders was against the Kitsap Pumas. <laughs> hey, in the hey, 2016 U.S. Yeah. Open Cup fourth round. Yeah, thanks I, for taking one for the team.
3: I would let yeah. Christian go out there like. I I got a chance to watch him play in that sort of attacking center mid role live. And I was just really awestruck by how good he was at those second-line runs. Just constantly running in between the center back and the outside back and getting beyond the forward and causing a lot of problems. I think it was against San Jose a couple of years ago. But I would let him go do that. I would even, let him run in behind Will Bruin. Even when Morris
4: was healthy, the, the simple data and the fact was, was that this team is not built off of a single number nine. It doesn't score goals uh, that way. Nope. And you need two up top, at least, if not three.
0: Yeah, but we don't have that. But we don't have that. Yeah. So what do you do against Kansas? I, I, I build off of you, some you, really hard hardworking okay. players. You bring yep. in
4: Bruins. Sure. At least start them up top. And then mm. slot Ladero right behind them.
3: Yeah. As a so Ladero's on, on the
0: right. Nagel's on the left. Yep. Bruins up top. Yep. I'm yeah. incredibly disappointed that Nagel's
2: not getting any minutes. Oh, no. He's Saw Nagel on him. Easter Sunday. Oh, how's he doing? Uh he was uh Easter egg hunting with his kids. Yeah. Was he carry was he carrying something? Yes. <laughs> from the from behind <laughs> it. He's he's got a he's got a, a just a, a toddler, you know, maybe a year or a year Aww. and a half. Old. And I'm like, Who is this guy with a purse? What is this? He's just and then I look, look closer kid. and I'm like looks like Lamar Nagel. <laughs> Oh, I gotta get a photo of this yeah. <laughs> before I before I, I took a photo to start you know. To we start got like we gotta oh, put that up on the Flounders BT oh, website. Oh yeah, absolutely. No, some <laughs> paparazzi of Lamar Nagel carrying well, a purse. It, I think it was just a designer diaper bag because he, he's he's got he's got some some fashion. I don't. I was I was actually wearing my copas out in the in the Easter egg hunt because I figured if I'm gonna fall down, it's not gonna be pretty. So. <laughs> <laughs> I roll up my pants, and put on my copas, and. Uh, all right, yeah. Tim, what's the one thing you
0: change for the Sounders, uh, for Sounders against KC? Well,
2: I also think we should have two up top for no more reason than just to try to slow them down, to playing out of the back. So um, what is that? That
0: uh, change the formation of 4-4-2? Well,
2: I mean, it depends on who. Yeah, I say 4-4-2. I don't know how we're going to organize it. I just want a second. I love the idea of having Roldan up top because he's got the motor. He can run and run. I just I wouldn't mind we have Dempsey coming out of the back, our last, you know, secondary attacker running into the 18. But league. he won't be there, right? He... Dempsey's... Dempsey's Is he back? He was yeah. only one game. He was only oh, one okay. game suspension. Okay. So, but I'm yeah. just so far. Most Kansas City, they've they've been a, a stout defensive team. They've got a great keeper, but they haven't really had a whole lot of offense. Now that Dom's gone and Phil Hopper's gone, they, they might be just that, yeah, it might be a team just like us, but they're at home, so I think we can actually nick one.
4: Can weird, but put Hanwala up top.
2: Don't know if he's I I don't just know if he's healthy. Wanna? Yeah, I don't know wanna. if he's he Put him up top. Didn't see him at training. Ladero
4: rolled on behind him and then let him run at the back four. With that pace? With that pace. Hanwala has pace,
2: speedy winger. Well, he did really well at Wa- uh, here against Guadalajara, but then he kind of fell asleep. Uh, okay, but but if he's making those runs
4: speed. just to make those runs, and he's he's causing chaos
2: in the back, there's a lot of validity behind that. He, he's taking chances, he's taking risks. So I I I, but we're, now we're struggling. We just need we need wins, we need goals. Yeah. So, but I don't care. I I just want I want to finish the game with 11 yep. players. That's all
0: I want. That'd be nice. All right. Um so the uh calendar coming up is uh pretty congested for S2. Um we don't really have a lot of time to talk about S2V Fresno. Uh there are three games coming up in the next week. Uh and then that all culminates in finally the Sounders playing against KC. So we hope to see folks out there at uh I think there's two there's two S2 away matches and one home match against uh, I think it's Rio Grande Valley. Um and that'll be on the See, that's the 11th, but I'm not quite sure. Yeah, 11th. Um, so uh, we hope to see folks out there. Uh, and with that, we're going to take a little bit of a break. And I want to thank you for listening to the Flounders B-Team podcast. When we come back, we'll be speaking a little more in depth about the Pumas and what they look like for the year. And then we're going to cut need it out.
5: A girl. She always somewhere else than the world.
2: What a call. What's that blue thing right there?
0: What blue is that thing? A phone? It's a hard drive. Oh, it is. Yeah, it's a hard drive. It's where I'm Cut storing the show. That's an iPhone. Oh, it's a Okay. That's a big <laughs> blue iPhone. <laughs> that's a, that's that form <laughs> factor's all th- yeah. up. It's a brick. hit record. It's Let's go. go. It's, it's already, I've already hit record. Oh, okay. We're, you're, we're, we're okay. hot bitches. You're like the
3: You're like the dog from Up. Squirrel.
2: I didn't do nothing. He asked a question about the blue iPhone. About the blue iPhone. Oh right. sorry sorry sorry. Uh Death Leopard pour some sugar on me first like 10 15 seconds Pour some about red iPhone. syrup on me. What? They talk about that on It happens after after this is over. Are you saying they predicted? Pour has an iPhone? They, in the lyrics. That's talking no about way. a red iPhone. It was in the I'm 80s. Hot, sticky, yeah. sweet. Do
0: from they? From my head down I was to driving my
2: to Chelan in high school at like that time when that song baby came baby out. Come and get it on. White Snake. Something, 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 something Red iPhone. I don't know. They, don't, uh, they, they do not arm, say red angry. iPhone. No. They don't. It's radar phone, but it's red iPhone. Yeah.
0: Tony Katane, White Snake. All right. Mm. All right, here's what I want to Tani know. Katane. Hello. Yeah. I want to hear about <laughs> the Kitsap right. Pumas. This is somewhat a family friendly show. Mm-hmm. I also want to hear about the Kitsap she Pumas did split and so the Jaguar I'm I'm curious about fans. something. Hey I was browsing Kevin, the website. Welcome back to the Flounders B Team podcast. Kevin has some questions for Leave You yeah. about the Kitsap Pumas. I, I was curious. Browsing yeah. the internet. So Safe you have search. the
3: open tryouts in January. <laughs> right. Yep. You have the invitationals in February. Right. And then you canceled yeah. the supplemental. Talk to me about that.
1: So it was. Yeah, it might have been a mistake on my part to even schedule a second tryout. To be honest with you, but I um, basically wanted to um, wanted to have an option in case there were a number of players who couldn't make the first date, or or what you know, if we didn't have a team that was settled by that point. But basically, after by the time the invitational tryout rolled around, we were looking at. A handful of roster spots anyway and the talent level at the trial there weren't a lot of players but the players who were there were good and uh, I felt that I mean we, we didn't really need to to have anybody else fly in from wherever and come here for a weekend in lovely Bremerton Washington and uh, <laughs> um, you know showcase themselves I mean I felt like we had a good handle on the player pool and on our roster and on the kind of the options so I just kind of went ahead and, and said all right we're going to cancel that event because then you know, we save money on the field and all that because the, the invitational tryouts we don't charge for that. We, you know. Well, how many do you invite to the invitational? Uh, it just depends on on how many players get a hold of us. Uh, a lot of it is I, I'm still getting emails. Hey, I want to come play. And it's like, well, sorry, bro, our roster's full now. Um, but you know, we we kind of it, it the, the the recruiting process is very interesting these days, thanks to lovely technology. You can see pretty much any player if they play it. Like in college, these games mm-hmm. are streamed all the time. Um, everybody's got, you know, somebody emails you and says, I want to play. And you look at it and you go, oh, you look like you play at a decent level. Your highlight video is not bad. Yeah, it's all YouTube. Where are they send playing? me some full game footage and they send it to you and you watch them in an actual game. You can call their college coach and talk yeah, to okay. them or whatever. So, I okay. mean, there, there's so many different ways to do it that really you don't if you get for me I I still like to talk to players on the phone get a feel for who they are cuz character is number 1 right you don't want a player to come in and um and be a bad fit you know the first question I always ask is is this somebody I'm going to want to spend 3 3 months of my life with <laughs> um but you know it, it, you basically don't have to see a player in person anymore to sign them which is lovely but there are players who Maybe they're coming back from an injury. Maybe they haven't played in a while. Maybe they're out of college. Maybe they're you know the thousands of different things that can happen. And but you look at it and go, this guy might be a decent player. All right, we'll come to this tryout if you if you're willing, and we'll have a look, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So I mean, there's uh the the tryout is one of those things that we do everything we can to to recruit before that, and to have players sign before the tryout. But if we need the tryout, it's a nice option to have for for players like that okay and, and the numbers keep getting smaller every year i remember back before you know before it was so easy there would be 50 60 players at these tryouts and now we're looking at i think we had 30 at this last one so i mean it just becomes easier to. Recruit. is that
3: because you know and they know
1: yeah i mean it it, it becomes uh it, it's it's a number of different things right i mean it, 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 I feel like if, if I've seen somebody and I have a good handle on them and I, I'm I'm confident, and a lot of these kids that, that we get are off at school still, and it's like okay. I'm not going to make somebody miss class and fly out here and do all this, go through this whole big process. Um, so it, you know, we I do everything that I can to get a good feel for these players before try before any tryout kind of rolls around. We're still going to have a number of about a ten to a dozen trialists come in at the start of preseason. Um, Trialists from college um usually there's a couple local guys there's a couple of guys from smaller schools that don't have you know didn't have video or whatever there's a couple guys who just got a hold of us late and I'm I'm like well this, this guy looks interesting but I need to see him play there's no more tryouts can you come train with us for the first like a, week so like
3: a St. Mary's a UPS PLU yeah, or something yeah, like yeah. that okay
1: hey,
4: but it also it gets weird on as far as there's a ton of crazy leagues I mean, there's like a greater elite, adult, semi-pro, the GSSL, right? I, or I,
3: I, greater I, Seattle soccer it seems league. Like or there's or whatever. A, there's,
4: it seems like there's a new league popping up okay. every other month, okay? And it it has an elite, or it has a premier, well, or or someone or some way of, of, of yeah. assigning it. <clears throat> and and the problem is that they think that that's the next ticket.
3: Well, that was going to be my question. Is a couple things. Is that so? What's your what drives your decisions through this trial process? Is it either the Kitsap Pumas' philosophy? Is it your system? Is it the personnel that you have coming in? Is it knowing that you've got like college players that are going to be available at a certain time? Like, what are you looking at?
1: Yes, <laughs> all of all of those things. It depends. It depends. Oh, yeah. it de- it de- and all of those things are factors. What yeah. What's your sort of priority list? Um. Can uh, can they play? Is is priority number one? Right? Okay. I mean, if if okay, can, so you're can able they to can they play and are they available? Are they eligible? Okay. Can we get them here? Because you're talking sort of about thing. spending three months of your life
3: with these kids. Mm. So
1: it's like, a really short season. Really, yeah, really, really short. Short. I mean, worst case scenario, it's like ten weeks. Um worst case scenario we we don't make the playoffs and we we're done in 10 weeks. I'm fired. <laughs> <I> mean, you <laughs> and me you and me both my right? friend. Um no, it, it's it 10 to what is it 10 to 15 16 weeks if yeah. we go all the way to the national. Finals. Okay, cuz so, so. I think last year you guys you lost in the what?
3: Semifinals of Western the Western Conference region
1: semifinal to yeah. CD Aguilucho's USA who a lost in the Finals. Uh, the national, no, semifinal national semifinals to the team that ended up winning, winning it all. Winning it all. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, like, Elm City. You lost to a good team. Right. We lost to a good team. It but was, your um, season, like, that runs fast. It's man. fast. It will May because, to uh, July. Our first game this year will be in the Open Cup May 8th. Just announced today. We're playing the Portland Timbers under 23s down in Salem gotcha, on May 8th. Yep. Okay. Uh-huh. Um, the final Got regular you. season game is. June thirtieth, build a bonfire. Holy crap, that moves fast. And then, wow. yeah. So June, and then July seventh is the first playoff game. The national final is August fourth. So like,
2: okay, so so you could be playing Apple. So Open uh, Cup after.
4: Oh, you could play Charlotte. You could play North. Uh, you you, North you, Coast you Coast could, could be, you advanced,
1: you, could you be, could be, be. the over. the latest Open Cup game we've ever played was July whenever we played the Sounders in a couple of years ago, I think it was July 7th or no July 1st or something like,
2: I don't remember. For, so fortune, fortune works its way for yeah, you. It mean, truly
1: could advance to pass your season. We could, uh, we, we go into the open. Uh, look, we're not, where we're not Manchester city. We're not, you know, a big team that's expected to compete in all competitions. We expect ourselves to be competitive in our league, in, in our conference, certainly. And in our, our national playoffs. And, uh, if we can turn some heads, if we can get some results, we can play well, we can we can make a couple headlines in the Open Cup, then that's that's great. But the, we we have the benefit of going into those games knowing that we are not supposed to win. So the, when we go away and we beat Sacramento Republic in their own stadium the year that they win the USL Western Conference, that's a decent little line on my resume. Anyway. Yeah, the, absolutely. The, the,
4: the brilliance <laughs> about Leave You is that, um, in my opinion, is that um, there will not be a better organized team uh, there'll be a very disciplined team <clears throat> and we have a chip in a chair.
5: And, <laughs> that's
4: and, what you and, need. Uh, absolutely. And, <clears throat> at this stage in the game without a doubt. Yeah. Um, I, 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 I'm so excited to get involved in this. I'm so excited to get down there and, and, and play 20 Timbers 23s and, mm-hmm. um, we'll be insanely organized. Yeah. Um,
1: uh, We'll see how insanely organized we can be after eight days of training, and you know most <laughs> of our players. Leave you. I'm trying to help you. So leave, I know. You. I know. How <laughs> did, how did, <laughs> you, how did I,
0: you transition? I mean, not. To I think Tim, Tim's segue. had a question for Tim, the last like, like, five minutes. minutes over here.
2: Yeah, yeah so. you mentioned Hi, college Tim. about three, four times. Yep. Uh, are you? signing pro contracts no so this okay. these guys can't well, go back and play in university and doesn't they, it, it does
1: not mess up their eligibility at all we used to so when the kitsap puma started 2009 through 2016 we were a professional club ostensibly meaning we signed players to professional contracts um, avoided any remaining eligibility we paid them a nominal amount um, et, cetera, et cetera. now since last year we changed the model we went amateur so when the club started in 2009 there were Maybe 10 USL teams and they were all on the East Coast. So you could get legitimate professional players who missed out on MLS, NASL, USL, and they still needed a place to play. And we gave them a place to play. We paid them, um, and we trained together. It was, it was, it was great fun. I I really enjoyed my time playing for the club as well as, uh, and now I love coaching, obviously, but, um, it, it was a good group of guys, um, and then that model has changed because now you look at the USL and I mean, how many teams are there now, 30-something? There's a
3: ton of teams in that league. I was looking and if the you look at, And if you huge. think
1: about just on in, in, on them. the West Coast alone, right, you've got Fresno, awesome. you've got Reno, you've got Sacramento, you've yeah. got Portland, Vancouver, Seattle. There's a couple Portland Las teams. Las Vegas yeah. It's yeah. new. Yeah. You yeah, there's have, two Portland teams. You have all of these teams. Vegas, you, you have all the – and, you know, Galaxy, OC. This mm-hmm. is just the West Coast we're talking about. There's a team in Phoenix. There's a – I mean, psh. You know, pretty soon Billings and Boise are going to have their own teams, which would be awesome. Yeah, would be great. So now the model is: Unless can we live there. can we get these players who are you know on the cusp of breaking through, and can we help them get to that next level? That's the idea. We had a guy last year who's we just announced him as our first signing of the season, Mike Scharf, who played for us. He was training with FC St. Louis. They didn't give him a contract. He came out to our tryout, and I signed him basically on the spot. I said, "What do you mean by signed him? Like he he's?" Well, he okay. So I I asked him if he wanted to play. He said yes, <laughs> and then he ended up playing for us. Would you like to go to the dance? Here's your <laughs> yeah, exactly. Did he yeah. check? Yes. I yeah. Like exactly. Yes. Yeah, he so he played. Yes. He was he was oh, steady, right? He played every minute of every game until the last regular season game because we decided to give him a rest, basically. Okay. Um, and I got him a trial with S two this off preseason, whatever it was. And he ended up not getting signed. He went and played indoor for the rest of the indoor season and now he's coming back. Who'd he play indoor with? Um the Grand Rapids Rampage, I think they're called, something Mm. like that. Oh man, that's awesome. Um in the MA the major arena soccer league. The M A S L not the N A S L. Um and now he's coming back and he's gonna play for us again this season. Okay. So other than that kind of ability to to float players and and
0: make it uh you know make it easier for them to kind of get some time and and like you said develop them reverend mike boone wants to know is there any other are there any other benefits to being in the league you're in now versus the pdl
1: well we can we can do this in the pdl or the npsl The, the thing the thing that gets me is that people it seems to be a thing in this country, especially where we talk a lot about leagues, right? We talk about right. MLS. We talk about the USL. We talk about NASL, uh, especially now with, with what's going on with them, right? And, and it, the talk is so much about leagues, but it's not about the leagues. It's about the clubs. It's not about what can this club, what, what can this league, what can this setup do for you? It's, you know, what can Kitsap do that? This other club in whatever league it is can't do for you, right? Um, what are you going to get out of being here that you're not going to get from being somewhere else? I think we bring together a, a, a group of like-minded players um who are driven, they're young, they're hungry. That, that, my yeah. main one yeah. of my number yeah. one criteria for, for signing a player is do they want to be here? Do is this something that they want to do or am I going to have to drag them and say, "Yes, you have to come <laughs> to training, you have to do this." I just don't have time for that. It's right. a short season. I have so many other things to worry about, but it's got to be, you know, you have to you have to want to be here and you have to want to work hard you have to want to play for yourself and for your teammates because if if the team does well everybody individually looks good if everybody's playing for themselves the team ends up being crap and then it doesn't help anybody so that's the number one right and it's about what can this club do for you Mm -hmm. and what can you do for this club that you won't get anywhere else and I think we've got the one of the best training environments in the country, um, regardless of, of whether how many games we play or who we play or what league we're in or whatever, or the fact that it's in Bremerton and there's no, I tell players this all the time, there's no reason why you would ever come to Bremerton unless you're playing for us, right? And it's something mm-hmm. that they can look back on and go, oh, that was cool. I played one or two or however many years of lower league soccer in Bremerton, Washington. So yeah. um, our facilities are pretty good, you know, I mean, we have a good environment, we have a good... <laughs> Um, I think it's it's one of the best environments, uh-huh. everyday environments that you can get. And we train every day. A lot of teams at this level will be um, two, three times a week, whatever. Mm-hmm. And I played on a, a team in a different league when I was in college, and kind of show up when you want to type of thing. And that mm-hmm. doesn't that doesn't work for us, right? We train every day. It's as professional of environment as we can make it for the level that we are at.
4: I, uh, I think if you're if you're looking at being an older player looking at the pro game or anything close to that um for me there's there's no brighter mind in the game than you and
3: i appreciate fo- that
4: you know i am fortunate i coach with you uh, hey hey boss
3: you're really good he's not <laughs> <laughs> i
4: didn't mean it that way at some point uh, but but he is a he uh, he's not the typical cool so, no, 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 no! I'm giving you shit. That's, a, that, that's, that's where like, our, 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 our minds kind of, or whatever, it, it naturally came to that. And mm-hmm. it was like, hey, you, you want to get involved? And I'm like, cool. yeah, hell yeah, I want to get involved. So mm-hmm. you've
0: addressed um, kind of the line between helping players develop and, and, and actually winning games. Because you do have a short season. But it, it sounds like there's a really strong ebb and flow back and forth. Um, Is there a plan, a long term plan to keep growing the Pumas locally and uh, kind of broadening the market or the interest in
1: the in the game? in the in the in the team that you have yeah i mean we try to get involved in the community as much as we can with the knowledge that again we're <laughs> a lot of our guys aren't in town for very long mm-hmm. um, and when they are it's you know we train every day and we have games two three times a week whatever it is and you know um but we do we do our best to to reach out to the community we have we, we are involved in a lot of events um we'll be in the armed forces day parade again this year oh, okay and um, we'll be doing the harbor festival which is down on the bremerton waterfront lots of fun on kids day um which is an event that gets put on by the county um and, and it's exactly what it sounds like it's all about you know kids and what can can kids do and you know we we hand out um tickets to the kids and we we promote our youth camps and stuff like that mm-hmm. um we'll be involved in ymca healthy kids day again um where we set up a booth and you know uh, play, uh players can interact with the young young Um, younger players and, and, you know, the the kids who can come by. And, you know, that's one of the things that we do, I think, is very well is after a final whistle, win, lose, draw, whatever the result is, we make sure the players stay on the field. They talk to the kids. They sign autographs. They do all that stuff. And these are, you know, these are players that are – Hopefully, going to be future professionals. And that's the idea is that we bring these guys in and then they move on. We help them move on to bigger and brighter things. Helps them. It helps the club. It helps everybody. Um, so there's no reason why the community shouldn't be involved and, and why they shouldn't get excited about the fact that some, I mean, we've had some very talented players who've come, uh, and, and worn our colors. So, I mean, Brian Meredith's still playing for the Mm -hmm. Sounders. Um, you know, you got guys who are playing in USL. You've got guys who were playing in NASL when it still existed. Um, and you've got guys who are playing around the world and you know I, I think it's top Division 1 players Division 2 college players now um, I, I think there there's a lot of things to be excited about if you're in the community and I I We're always looking for ways to reach out and and to to be more involved. Um, It's difficult being that if there's an event in, say, November, well, and guess who they're getting? They're Mm -hmm. getting me because I'm Mm -hmm. the only one who's there, but (laughs) uh, nobody wants (laughs) to see the coach. They want to see the players, so um, we try to get the players involved as much as we can for sure. So I remember the first time I ever saw your name in
0: print was actually on. uh, I was playing Football Manager, I think 2013, and uh, Kitsap Pumas was set up as a feeder team to the Seattle Sounders. (laughs) Interesting. (laughs) And uh, uh, so, anyway, but do you have any formal uh, arrangements with uh, any other any other teams in the region? Was Uh, I on Football
1: Manager at some point? I think you were
0: on Football Manager (laughs) as a head coach. It was 2013.
1: I must have still been playing though. Uh,
0: Maybe, maybe, maybe I'm misremembering, but wow. uh, uh, at any at any rate, uh, that's, that's I think see, that's, we've pretty been there. Cool. That that that's pretty cool. That is really cool.
1: I learned something new today. I don't have my own Wikipedia page yet, but, yeah. Uh, yeah. But and it, I'm sure I was you're there on now, Manager, and I'm sure you're in so. there
0: now because they have just about every league in the universe. Yeah. No, uh, I mean the
1: club has one, I think. yes yeah. I mean. I don't know. It's not like I go searching Wikipedia for my own no, information, sure. but, um, you should, <laughs> yeah. Ego searches are very yeah. important. Um, so, I mean, there's no, there's no formal connection with any club, um, per se. Mm-hmm. We've had, um, uh, kind of small dealings with, uh, we did a couple of things with Real Monarchs and uh, where they loaned us a couple of players a couple of years ago when we were still a professional team. Oh, okay. Um, I, I went to college with the guy who's now the essentially the general manager for S2. So there's a bit of that. And um, that's, you know, it, it always helps to have connections. And, and I've known, you know, I've known Garth Lagerway for a while mm-hmm. from since I was writing at Sports Illustrated and stuff like that. Um, and I, I've known, I, I, so I have connections with a bunch of guys. It was funny. I remember a couple of years ago in 2016, we played the Sounders in the Open Cup. It was during Copa America, which was here. And I was at the Argentina-Bolivia game, and I uh, was up in the, the club level. I got some decent tickets, and uh, it was before the game, so my wife and I were kind of standing around. I think we went to get food or something. We stood at one of those tables, and I, I literally bump into someone, and I look over, and I go, oh, hi, hi, Brian. It was Brian Schmetzer. <laughs> and he, at the time, Ziggy was suspended for a, the Open Cup game, so Brian was going to be coaching against us because it was their first game of the 2016 competition. And so it was literally the game was the next day mm-hmm. and it was just kind of funny. I was like, Oh, so how, how's it going? How are things? And, and, and Schmetz just kind of looks at me and goes, should, should we be talking to each other right now? <laughs> and uh, no, I've, I've known Brian for a while. He's a, he's a great guy. So I, um, yeah, you know, it's just, it's kind of funny how these things happen. You, you, you beat you, if you're in the soccer community for a while you kind of get to know people and, mm-hmm. and people know you and, um, you know i don't necessarily know if any of these guys would answer the phone if if my caller id popped up but it is nice <laughs> to whenever you bump into them to be able to have a, a well friendly so word,
3: you know? so you've talked about recruiting
1: mm-hmm. quite a bit like how do you do the recruiting is it college
3: coaches is it
1: yeah it's a lot of things so a lot of players will email um they send emails to the club or to my my club email account that's and is listed that on the like website. talk to me about the demographic of the players that you have is it college oh man, everything college players older guys we had yeah. a couple we have one guy this year and had one guy last year who's an incoming college player um aka mm-hmm. still in high school um a couple of <laughs> guys who never quite made it who are looking right. to make it or who are you know looking for the alternative to to being in, in one of those highly structured professional clubs um you know we uh, recruiting it it's it's so it's anything and everything i talked to a lot of college coaches okay um, guys so you who, out to ups plu yeah guys who Seattle i know Pacific, Seattle um U- university UW. Uh, yeah and and it'd be far beyond that i mean i have okay. i've got i've built up some connections with with coaches in like university of san francisco sent us three players last year okay. um cal state fullerton where um Kyle Schmidt, Ziggy's, I think, youngest son is now the assistant coach or has been for a while, but he's the assistant coach there. So um, I talked to Kyle and then there's there's others from around, you know, you kind of I had a player so randomly I had a player reach out to me from Iona College in upstate New York. Right. Division one program. And I watch <clears> his <throat> video. I go, oh, this kid's pretty good. And I go and they have their games on ESPN three. So I'm like, all right, I'll watch a full game, see if I like this kid. And I ended up watching and I go wow this this school plays really good football like the it's it's interesting so i email their coach and uh-huh. i'm like hey if you've got more players i'll take this guy for sure if you got more like let me know and i you know I, I think you just end up making these connections with people who are like-minded or who have compatible kind of views of the game you know it's the way it works
0: Right on. So you talked a little bit about, uh, very briefly about writing for SI. You've also written for Sounder at Heart for a few months. Um, and have you written for ESPN? No, not
1: ESPN. Um, so I started, I was a journalism major in college. Um, and I kind of wrote, I think I had my own blog for a while, just kind of random thoughts and, you know, writing about the game and things Mm -hmm. just to see myself published. And, um, I wrote for Prost America, which was ah. a local site here. I wrote for Sounder at Heart for a couple months. I, I went to... I wrote for NBC for a little bit. I think that only lasted a couple months as well. And the longest that I was in any one place was probably at Sports Illustrated. I spent, I want to say, two years there, maybe three years. Um, and it was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed writing. I, I got to do a lot of fun stories. I got to do... Oh, I also had a, a stint for... <laughs> I wrote for the Telegraph during the 2014 oh, yeah, yeah. World Cup, which was, um, <laughs> it was kind of a cool setup. They took the, every nation that qualified that had one writer. I can't remember who recommended me for it, but I should remember because I owe them one. Um, they Every country that qualified had one writer who was basically writing about their country for the telegraph and there was some some high fairly high profile like Guillaume Balaguer was writing about spain and um rafael honigstein was writing about germany and
4: but yet um, you you called out the u.s
1: uh, I yeah so wait, how did you call them out? So no,
2: he, he
3: called. This is years ago.
2: But wait, there's more.
1: So the assignment was to <laughs> the, this you is know, not favorable to do a couple of a couple of build up pieces Spoiler and to away. I got an interview a one on one interview with Michael Bradley which was was great it was a lot of fun, um, and I you know there was some uh, some assignment after each game you had to do a certain whatever and then I kind of pitched a piece at the end of it after watching us get. Yeah, I know we only lost by one goal, but after watching us get oh. demolished by Belgium, oh, and what, everyone was so wait, happy. Wait, if Wanda
3: would have just hit that
1: right. like, half volley properly, what? we'd have been okay. So, and, and everyone was all about, "Oh man, we did so well, we did so well," and and kind of my no, thought was, "No, no. there's no. a lot that still needs to happen." So, yeah, there's
3: something that was uh, high desired. So, actually, no.
1: I, yeah. So I wrote uh, a story. I, I kind of pitched it to them. Was like, "Yeah, this might." I kind of have an idea for a column. You know, and I ended up writing. I, I just—it was one of those things where it was late at night because it was after the game, and I just kind of stayed up and and just kind of put some thoughts down on paper. And I read it through again the next morning. And went, you know what? This is actually not bad. So I sent it in. That was awesome. And, it sounds like a Jerry Maguire kind of a thing. And uh, who's coming with me? If you, I'm in. Did, for, did you take the goldfish with you when you? When you <laughs> for those who haven't read it, if you Google Jurgen Klinsmann smash, I think Peace. it's the first thing that still comes up because I think the headline they put on it was Jurgen Klinsmann should smash the American system or something like that, and it was basically just he should have. Um, uh, shut up. You know, <laughs> I, just, I I just. I, It was, for better or worse, it was what I was feeling at the time and and kind of uh, the way, I think what a lot of people were feeling at the time. And for one of the most liberating things since not writing anymore is now, before when I was writing, I really felt the need to refer to the United States men's national team as the U.S. or the U.S. national team or whatever. Now I can say we, I can say us, I can say our national team, without any real feeling of regret or like I'm, you know, being untrue to my supposed impartiality. But at the time, I really I had these these thoughts and these feelings that I want the U.S. to win a World Cup in my lifetime, and if this is the path that we continue down, it ain't gonna happen. And I mean, lo and behold, four <laughs> years later, we don't even fucking qualify. Be- best um, question:
4: Will you die? <laughs> and. Before you die, will we win a World Cup? The <coughs> the, no. At the current Dude, rate, I, no. I, I like when you said
3: that. When you nope. said that, I I kicked back in my chair. I'm like, you got to be kidding me! Like, there's no, no way we're ever winning a no, World not Cup. At this there's rate. no way. Like, no, no. at this point in time, right now, like, I, I have zero, Bruce zero Sarina's confidence. Bruce about
4: to launch a book talking about what's wrong. I have no. Zero confidence we're going to win. And he's like, there's There's no way. There's that guy. It's that guy. The thing that gets me is that
1: if you look at the way that uh, Germany and Belgium responded to what they considered to be failures on the world stage um, and and the way that they revamped their systems. I mean, everybody knows Germany, obviously, because they won the last World Cup and are looking favorites to win this one. Das Reboot. Spain is going to win Spain. The, the World Cup this summer. Spain. I'm just going to go ahead and say that. I'm nope. um, with nope. uh, you. But know, the way that the nope. Germany and Belgium Spain. rebooted their system and now are competitive, mm-hmm. and not only competitive, but, I mean, look at Belgium. That's a
3: freaking uh, time. is Belgium's country. the dark horse, right?
1: How I mean, you look at a country like Iceland. I'm from Alaska, okay? So a country like Iceland, which has basically the same population uh, and the same climate as, as... They've done some pretty amazing stuff.
3: Like with their infrastructure to build up the that fact team that they're though, qualifying
1: right? for for competitions they're, ten years they're, ago. and they're knocking yes. they're knocking England out of the Euros and ten they're doing ago. things like that yeah and, and I, I've got to give a shout out to my friends in Northern Ireland hello um because <sighs> that's where I I I've just finished my UEFA B license in Northern Ireland I'm going to go back and do my UEFA A there as well and the things that they've managed to do in the last couple competitions they lost out at, at the playoffs to make this World Cup but um and you know i, I the things that so, these small countries can do with far fewer resources and most division one college programs in this country have better resources than any professional club in the world it's it's a joke university the of washington that we can't, the mm. fact that we can't do more is i i just don't i don't understand it so it's it should be unacceptable you're a
0: young dude and um that's what they tell me well yeah i was born in 1976 <laughs> yeah, compared to me, you, you are were born i'm 40 this month you're, you're young. significantly you're young. later and and you're talking about getting your UF, UEFA A license. You, it sounds like you have designs toward a, a pretty significant coaching career, or at least you hope to 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 get there. How has your analyst career, the few years you spent writing for SI and other outlets, prepared you uh, for? Uh, for coaching in in the way you are now, and and what are you looking forward to, and then ha- what what have
2: you learned about
0: coaching that as an analyst totally surprised you?
2: Yeah, are you just coaching in a way that they're not going to rip you a new hole?
4: Can can I right, ask a different question keyboard? before you answer that one? Explain the difference between UEFA and USSF and coaching
2: licenses. <laughs> That's a couple letters. Drop the- so, oh, my goodness. We're getting
0: into the
1: weeds, kids. We are getting Here we go. deep into some soccer. So, stuff. so the U.S. Deep. Soccer Federation has its its licenses and its pathway, and UEFA, ha- UEFA has a, a very well-established and very well-respected licensing pathway. <laughs> um, U.S. Soccer is is improving, and it, the, the licenses are getting... Harder to get, and they're getting twenty
4: five dollars for grassroots. It's but whatever.
1: Yeah, so it, it, let's put it this way, and I don't think anybody anybody would argue this that UEFA is still far and away ahead of the curve in terms sure. of of licenses, and that U.S. soccer still has to catch up. So my feeling was that if I want to coach not just here but potentially anywhere, if you go to um, anywhere else in the world and you go, oh, I have a A license, they go so. Does a
4: USSF C license make you a better coach?
1: I mean, I don't think I don't think any coaching Uh-oh. license necessarily makes you a better coach. I'm yeah. No, 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 no. I'm hearing a bit of an yeah. agenda here. I, I think um, what? <laughs> Shannon? No. Look, so so. Look, I, I think a coaching license is a lot like a college degree, and I have one of those too. It doesn't mean I'm a smart guy, right? I have a I have a coaching license. Doesn't make me a good coach. I have, uh, you know, it, if you look at the 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 way that the way that other sports do it in this country, like the NBA, NFL, whatever, there's no coaching license. There's no process. They, there's some really really good coaches in those sports, right? Um, by their standards, and obviously every sport's different. So I, I just I think licenses are a racket for for black. I, I, I was told well,
4: I'm I'm getting ready to take my next course pay to play and, pay and, to coach. and and I was That's told that to. a una, um, unopposed rondo unopposed rondo doesn't equate to the game yeah no I
5: said okay well
4: i i can understand that and then he said and then responded with if you do any rondo i'll fail you What? (laughs) And I said, then I. I,
1: Well, in U.S. soccer licenses, you are told that Rondos are because they're 360 degrees. They're not direct. Explain Rondo. (laughs) Wait,
3: for for the listeners. Yeah. So a Rondo is
1: basically um, what you would call like monkey in the middle, kind of 5v2. 5v2, 4v1. 4v1. 3v1, 4v4 plus 3, v one 4 v 4 3 Which, why V3 wouldn't you do I, I'm that, getting but, into the okay. leads. Well, because yeah, it but, doesn't
4: relate to the game, goddammit. 5v2 is
3: <coughs> fucking fun, though.
1: But, no, 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 look. 4v1 is awesome. It's look, super fun. It's all awesome. Uh, if, so don't have fun.
4: <laughs> Apparently. So, yeah, right?
1: Uh, what Johan Cruyff said, and, and I mean, love it's... Him. it's I love him. It's hard to argue with anything that the master Khan said, beam. right? Oh, he said that every part of the game, except for finishing, can be modeled in a rondo. And it's true. He's gone. Um, he's not wrong. So, no, wrong. and it's no. not look. It, and it wasn't even Cruyff who started this whole Rondo nope. thing, right? It was. It wasn't Cruyff. It wasn't Michels. It was really the guy who who uh, had really started the revolution of kind of the Rondo at FC Barcelona was a guy named uh, Loriano Ruiz, who's still oh, just coaching. some guy. Just, just he's just still that coaching guy. in Spain. He's you not, would that never guy.
4: know that unless you heard that from him. But yeah. this you would never know that. I mean, <laughs> that's how brilliant he is.
1: These guys <laughs> right, are. It, it, let's put it this way: when and the UEFA licenses, I've never been discouraged from doing rondos, but um, you shouldn't be. You it, shouldn't it, it, be. But look, it, it just again, licenses are licenses. It doesn't really matter. I mean, I, I. Uh, I've really liked doing the UEFA licenses. It's given me a new perspective on the game. It has taught me. I've met a lot of great people. I, I've done a lot of networking, um, some great experiences, like trying to find a way to function on the field after passing my assessment a day before everybody else. And so I went out for a night of drinking at the pub. You're bad. And then the next <laughs> the next morning, every time I checked my shoulder, I thought I was going to throw up. <laughs> um,
3: <laughs> hey. If you got you drunk can't under drink. The table. Don't coach in soccer. Oh, right? that,
1: that's if there's anything I've learned in the last year, it's that coaches <laughs> can can drink. So. Uh- you know, and the USSF licenses have also have also helped me out, and I'm I'm looking at getting my U.S. Soccer B license now because I finished my UEFA B, and I have a year before I can start taking the UEFA A. So in that gap, I might as well do something. Sure, I'm going to take Keep the fresh. U.S. Soccer B license, and also that qualifies me to coach in the development academy, <clears throat> whereas a UEFA B does not. Which so is back silly. To silly. Uh, what were we talking wait, wait, about? So back to the original no, no, no. question. So wait, we go back to
4: the DAA and <laughs> Sorry, him that. having a UEFA B and he can't coach in the USS Yeah, so I, I have a question. I have
3: a question. So
1: hold on. <gasps> I feel like Steve had a question that we never answered because then Shannon said, answer this question. First. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Damn it. Yeah, go. So, how, so, doing, so orig- back to the... And, and
0: it, this is fantastic. I mean, this is great chat. Uh, it's all, all right. wonderful. But I wanted to know how being an analyst prepared you for being Ah, a coach and how being a coach surprised your analyst self.
1: So it's really easy to, it's really easy to sit back and say, I think this is what happened in this game or this, you know, and break things down tactically. And it is part of coaching is you have to be able to analyze. You have to be able to to do all that. But um, there are a lot of people who make a living off of analyzing soccer who couldn't coach their way out of a phone box if they had to right and um, <laughs> the, the 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 big the thing about it is that again it's it, the, if you ask a question in soccer you can always answer it with it depends right so it mm-hmm. depend the context is is so key in everything so if you can go and watch a training session you can go and watch a game you can you can make a statement you can make an observation and you can say here <clears throat> is my truth based on what i've seen and I can come along the one who ran the session or was coaching the team in this game and and say something about, OK, well, you're ignoring this very important piece of information or, you know basically anybody who's gone and watched an open training session at uh, you know like uh, when Bayern Munich was here for the all-star game and they had an open training session for the fans it was basically just a little Their big international players had just landed from Europe fresh from the World Cup and it was a little kick around like nothing session and people are oh this is easy they do they do you know I can do that <laughs> but you don't understand the context right so that is analyzing is not Easy per se, but if you're, if you're, all you have to do is watch a game and say, here's what happened, that's much easier than then saying, all right, so based on this week of training, here is what happened in the game. Here is what I'm taking out of this game based on what we worked on. Here's how I'm going to design this next week of uh, this next cycle of training. And by the way, I have this many days until the next game. I have these players who need to do this for recovery. I've got this guy who's out injured. This guy's coming back. This guy's doing this. And you got to put all these things together and and now you've got to organize yourself and and find a way to to make a team work. And, and that's a lot harder than sitting there and saying, eh, I think the winger should cut inside here. And slow, fucking, <laughs> so, clap. And, and <laughs> and, and slow clap. And, and, and it. He, does it. he does that. He does <clears> that. Thank it, you. He does that
4: with his U teams on the daily.
1: Slow clap. So I, the daily. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I, writing was fun. I really, really enjoyed it. The reason that I quit was because I wanted to be more in the day to day. I love being on the field ever since I stopped playing. That's the fun part. Yeah. Well, the look, the absolute well, fun part. I stopped playing and yeah. I started writing and every single day Writing's fun, but but when you're on the field with the players, parents. well Every single um. day, I, I I said to myself that oh I I miss playing. I always miss playing, and then I started coaching full time. And I'll tell you what, I don't miss playing anymore. To be honest with you, it, being on the field is the fun part. I, no I don't. I'm mi- I, I, I think I'm a much better coach than I ever was a player, and I've gotten to the point now where what I do, I just I enjoy it so much. I don't miss playing. I definitely don't miss writing. I don't miss. I love what I do. I don't miss anything. Well, I, I, you're I in a good I, spot because like. what I do so miss so is when you, I step off the field I miss it and I can't wait until the next day when I get to yeah, go back I, 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 I know this
4: yeah. I, I, I handed it off a team uh, Euro fives,
1: right and besides the Kitsap I, Pumas we should say this I also coach at Seattle United two youth teams Shannon also coaches at Seattle United mm-hmm. So, very, very. I hear good it's a decent club. club. In it's Seattle. okay. It's all right. <laughs> I have, I have greatly enjoyed my time, and I can't wait to be back for another season. So, so
4: I, I, I handed up a team to him, and um, I thought I did a good job. He elevated that, and that's the best though. And it, like it, that's absolutely. the best. Absolutely. And and, and it, can you not like look at that situation and be like that's awesome? Yeah, I'm so.
5: <laughs>
3: Do you like uh? Jimmy McAllister. Absolutely. Absolutely. Amazing dude. I remember taking an amazing group of like you 12 boys soccer players, giving them to Jimmy, and he took them to the next level. And I would go and watch games and just be so appreciative. Absolutely,
1: Jimmy's no, one, one of the those time. guys, man. I, oh, I, I love hanging out you, with you're Jimmy not interacting with oh, Jimmy. He, if you, you don't know, like hanging out with Jimmy, then you hate if, life. If so right? like, I, I, every time... It's a good. Let's put it this way. It's a good thing that Jimmy likes to talk because I love oh, to listen oh, Jimmy to Jimmy. Loves talk. To talk. <laughs> I, I love to. I love to listen when he talks. Like he, him. Oh, make a bet something. with
4: Jimmy McConnell. He'll <laughs> He's say he'll fucking
1: to He'll say something. He's a great guy. I, I just. I am just standing there like. And then what, Jimmy? Like I, I always. Oh, he will keep talking. I always want more. Whenever yeah. he talks, a thousand it's never, dollars on red. There's uh, never enough. It's okay. never uh. enough. <laughs>
3: Like you, you have some great guys up there. At Seattle United, we did, right? Like yeah, Jimmy you got Ralph,
4: George. I mean, we have a ton: George,
3: Paul, Carlos. I mean, there's a mm.
4: every club has the same thing.
3: So I, I want to ask you a couple questions about youth, real quick. the yeah. yeah. US didn't qualify for the next World Cup, yep. obviously. Yeah. And there's been a ton of focus on pay to play. Whatever. Well, okay, so talk to me about that. Because Seattle United is pay to play.
4: Explain to me the basketball methodology, explain to me the baseball methodology, explain okay, so to me. Is any it other fair? Sport. Is it fair?
5: No, uh, it's not it fair? fair.
4: You're 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 singling out this sport on basis of pay to play. Last time I checked, um uh, T. S. Ford, who does amazing things with, with athletes, does a seventy seven Out of Bellevue um, football thing where all his kids go to D3 to D1 schools. Well, he's not doing that for free. Um, AAU basketball is not for free. There's nothing here for free. So now you have to back that up and go, what's the value or what is the professionalism of the, the program? Now, if you want to say that a a bottom league, tier five RCL team versus a RCL one league, yeah, there's there's a huge difference, or, or even a, a team out of RCL three versus a B team RCL three. There's there's validity. In we're getting, alert We're getting deep, what kids. <laughs> uh, Regional Club League. The, the league in they play in is so Seattle United. If if their B team is playing in the third league, which doesn't happen, um, and your club is their A team is playing in the third league, and you're playing our B team, and you're losing, is it a good thing?
1: Uh, uh, the the whole pay to play thing is, uh, it, I think I it's a sort of it, red herring. I think it's a little bit of. It, just like with a lot of things i think that the conversation lacks a little bit of context just because it depends on if you look at the way it's done in europe right where uh, um, are you you getting
4: quality coaching
1: well that's that's the big question right every every town in europe has its has a every little village has a team they have their own facility they have this they have that Right, and so they can charge a nominal fee because they own all this stuff and they charge like a maintenance thing and they run it and sponsors So what's and the whatever.
4: difference between here and baseball and basketball so and football? So here,
1: and- if you look at Seattle United specifically, we don't own our own fields nope. and on a, any training week training day i can be anywhere from shoreline down to georgetown or genesee um and you know it just depends on who's got availability and what are we doing and there's you know Pay to play—it's not going to go away. The way that it's set up now in this country, it's not going to go away. The, what some clubs can do, like the MLS clubs and um, others that have academies, they can make theirs free, and and a lot of them do, which good for them. Um, but then there's got to be a way to offset the rest of uh, the one thing that Seattle United does very well is we have a huge scholarship fund, right? I mean, the club is massive. We have a lot of Seattle's got a fair amount of wealthy people who whose kids play sports play soccer and a lot of people donate to the scholarship fund and the great thing about our club is that we will give the same kind of consideration to a select b team kid who's doing this for fun who will never play probably not even college soccer right a lot of clubs will oh this guy he's really good we need to help him somehow find a way to play here whereas our club will do the best that we can to help any player regardless of how good they are
4: and wanna, wanna was founded by Jimmy McAllister. He was by, he was like driving by a park, saw a kid. Hey, what are you doing? Where do you play? I'm not, I don't have the money, I can't play. And he brought him in. Next thing you know, he's at UDU, now he's at Seattle Sounders. And while it is a perfect example of, of what they do or what we do as far as every kid can play. My point or my problem with pay-to-play or any kind of system it it doesn't matter they're they're all everyone is pay-to-play it's it's what is the value of what you're getting if 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 the instruction if the environment is, is is positive then hell yeah i'm paying that if not then find something different or do something different Nobody says that you have to stick to this. Nobody says that you have to continue down this path. <clears throat> Other than you want to be here because this is the social environment. Well, no, that's not what it's about. And 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 for me, which for me, I like to think that I, 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 I'm I specializing in the 99s and that age group. I'm looking at a age group that is supremely technical and starting the tactical part. So I need to make sure that I can elevate their game Drink. in that environment. Well, if, if those kids don't get it, is that on me hurt? just allow them to continue on because they were here? Or do you just sit there and go, well, uh, tough conversation? No. We're going to move on.
0: All Speaking right. a movie on. <laughs> There's some <laughs>
3: sound going on in the background there. It's a lot of sound. Uh, so, the we, MVP of my household has just walked in. Absolutely. Yes, MVP. We He's would just like. like in. No pizza. Hi, Jen.
4: No pizza.
0: Hi, Jen. Pizza. We have much gratitude for uh, oh. Shannon Matthews. Uh, thank you so much for spending some time with us. Leave you a bird. Thank you so much. We're really looking forward to hopefully talking to you again uh, as the season progresses. We'd love to have you back if you, if you wouldn't mind having us. I uh, wouldn't mind visiting again. Absolutely. When we win the Open right. Dude, no. you got to come back. <clears throat> when gotta gotta we win the Open Cup. For sure. Yep. All right. We're going to
4: uh, bring Kevin with us as the Open Journalist. Oh, the- <laughs> man. <laughs> That's right. I was right. an English
3: major in college. I can type. I'm, I'm trying to figure write. out if he's going to be with that, if,
4: if we can give him a room. Oh, we're not spending the night.
1: No, we're not. We're driving, <laughs> driving down. we driving, driving down, down the ceiling. Uh, you I'm, you a go the ceiling? <laughs> I'm a good co-pilot. I'm a good. I'm a good co-pilot. I'm a good co-pilot. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
0: um, uh, once again, thank you so much for uh, uh, for showing up for the show We're really grateful um, uh, We're hoping that maybe uh, at one of the games we can get press credentials I don't know if we can make that happen
1: <laughs> I'll, I'll put you on the list, you can walk in like you own the place Excellent, <laughs> yes. excellent, alright It's not exactly Century Frank or even Cheney Stadium for that matter <laughs> We're
3: taking the family to the Kitsap Poobas game Alright, let's do it, Bring let's everybody. do it Bring everybody. Um,
0: so yeah, we'd love to hear more about it. Thank you so much for uh, spending some time with us today. Um, this is the Flounders B Team podcast. Um, one of the channel 253 podcasts. We have other such podcasts, such as the Taco Man podcast, Move to Tacoma. It's still a thing. We're going to record here shortly in April, actually. And, and Taco Man is going to talk all about, uh, tacos in in some region. Yeah. Well, Taco Man is, uh, kind of a secret, uh, yeah, we don't know who he is. Uh, Nate Bowling's in Utah right now. What? Though. Uh No, who's uh, that no. guy? Who? Who? What? Who? 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 Nate from Tacoma. Yeah, he's uh, Hope a regular is guest. Hope is also what? in. Yeah, no. how does that work? At any rate, uh, move to Tacoma podcast. Crossing Division, Interchangeable White Lady. Uh, of course, the Flounders B Team podcast. Go to channel two five three. Citizen com. Tacoma. Citizen Tacoma. Yeah. Um wow. And uh, is there another one? I think that's all of them. The you
2: love, Shannon. All right. Yep. No. Whatever it is, somebody will get mad. <laughs> so uh, check out the channel 253.
0: Check out the channel 253.com, and uh, you can find us wherever great podcasts are not sold. Uh, thank you to Kevin Zamira, the prodigal son. Uh great analysis. Thank you I for have being returned. here. He has returned and he won't be here next week. That's okay. Shannon Matthews, Kitsap Pumas, goalkeeping coach, assistant coach. Leave you bird, head coach for Kitsap Pumas Soccer Club. Grover dog is really excited. Grover. Tim Hamilton, the illustrious, the beautiful, he's grown his hair out, his beard is gone now, he was looking so good, and now he just looks like a schlub, I don't know. You
3: do, but you're sexy, You schlub. look fantastic, schlub.
0: Uh, you are listening to the Flounder's B-Team Podcast, and we are out of here. Damn. This is
3: Channel 253.
0: And here we are. This is beautiful. <laughs> this is <Steve> <laughs> <laughs> Drive Time with Steve Kettleson.
2: 653, 7 minutes to the hour.
0: Yep, you got traffic and news the and news. weather okay. on the
2: fives. All right, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Hit record and then just do your thing. Oh, you need your silence?